Brian Howler is recording. Just waiting for the, uh, here we go. Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pod Stallions. I am Brian, and with me as always is Jason to the left. Slightly left of center. Slightly left of center. Hello, everyone. And we are boiling some tana leaves and thought we would talk about one of my favorite monsters, the mummy, and various mummy movies for this Halloween season. Jason, what is your first recollection of the mummy? Well, I think like everyone, I probably saw him first in Lost in Space. And, uh, you know, he was a cute kid. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's Bill Mooney. Oh, no. Have you been... Oh, you've been prepping all wrong. Done completely the wrong research. Maybe you should go first. Okay. I actually, you know, I forgot the joke I was going to make. I was going to make a thing about mommy movies and how they're <laughs> completely different. But uh, <laughs> we're so we're so we're such the comedy team. We're like, oh Mark. my goodness, yeah, we are Wheeler and Woolsey. Um, you know, I I've been struggling all day, which. Is, I've had a big day trying to figure out what like my first exposure to the mummy was. And I think it was pop culture. I don't think um, I saw a mummy movie till a few years later. Like I think um, Scooby-Doo, the super friends and, and particularly uh, the, the, the monster squad television show in 76. Uh, Those are probably, Probably yeah. my first, because they had a mummy as a villain in one episode. I think those were kind of the first exposures. Because, you know, the mummy was so in our nomenclature. It's so uh, in our pop culture that a lot of things parody it. And I I, I want to think there was a mummy on Gilligan's Island, but I could be wrong. I, I uh, keep, I've been thinking about this, too. And I, first of all, I agree with you. I think that. I, I'm positive that I that I knew what a mummy was because of a cartoon or pop mm-hmm. something. Um, I keep thinking of the Groovy Ghoulies. Oh, yeah. There was a mummy on the Groovy Ghoulies. But there was some – I keep thinking about this. I keep thinking about this either – it's either a cartoon or it's a mad magazine thing. But I think it's a moving image of some kind. That um, and maybe it's Mad Monster Party, something where the mummy at some point gets naked or like it's not you don't see that it's naked, but it's like all of a sudden it's lost. It's wrapping and it's like embarrassed or something. And there's some image that that's sticking out in my head about like this weird like, oh, so the mummy's like, is, is it just like a skeleton or what is it like? And it was in some kind of cartoon or something. I, I, I forget what, um, but it, it had to be one of those pop culture things that I. Yeah, well, hopefully I, one of our listeners will be able to. It's not Mad Monster Party, eh? Is it Mad Monster Party? Maybe, but that that wouldn't that then wouldn't have been the first thing that I that I'd seen. But I think maybe Groovy Ghoulies. Cause isn't there a mummy in Groovy Ghoulies? Is there a mummy in Groovy Ghoulies? I, I'm just trying to think. There's a Dracula. There's a Frankenstein. There's a Wolfman. Yeah, I think there is a mummy in Groovy Ghoulies. That was the one show I didn't see as a kid. Um, but yeah, I think there is. Um, okay. Maybe that, and then probably some some cartoon or something. But I, I can't think of when I first saw, like, you know, the Karloff mummy. But I, I'm sure that I saw that would have been the first like iteration 
uh, of them, uh, you know, in a motion picture that I would have seen would have been the Karloff. Uh, yeah, uh, like I had the Crestwood book series in my library mm-hmm. and I, I've pontificated on how impactful that series was on me as a kid. And I think yeah. I think a lot of Gen X kids can can uh, understand that they had the mummy book there. And uh, so I think I got a lot of my learning from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember seeing the the first Karloff mummy, which I think is considered like the quintessential uh, mummy film, the the, the Imhotep uh, film. But I'm going to say something controversial. It's not my favorite. Um, you, know, you know, what's funny is I was going to say something uh, similarly controversial. I rate the Jack Pierce makeup on the mummy is maybe the best thing that he ever did. Oh, I, think, I, 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 I would agree with you. Even the Imhotep makeup is amazing. Yeah. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah. No, but no. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking about the film itself. I agree, it's, I agree with you. It's not one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. It, it's a remake of Dracula. And um, believe it or not, there's actually silent mummy films that you can't, um, you can't find anymore. Um mm. The, the, so, but I have to say, um, if 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 you know, like the sorry, Boris Karloff was Imhotep, and then uh, two different actors, like Tom Tyler and then uh, Lon Chaney Jr. were Karis. I'm totally more Team Karis mm. than I am Imhotep because Imhotep is very much you know this immortal love story thing, and he's a mummy for about three seconds, you know, in the yeah. film, and then Karis. The Karis movies, I know they're B pictures, you know, they were definitely uh, part of a double feature. The Karis films are just so much fun. And I've, I remember I was, I I bought the box set like about 20 years ago and I watched it on a plane. I remember I was flying back from Vancouver and some of those movies are pretty short and I couldn't get over how much I was enjoying Rewatching these as an adult mm-hmm. um they're pot boilers they're you know and and i think somebody has actually gone on record as saying that like if you look at the timeline of those films it would take place like in 2020 <laughs> the last one because they just keep going 30 years later or 30 years later mm. you know without actually going 30 years later <laughs> um and I think by the last one, too, Cheney is just basically wearing a rubber mask for a lot of the shots because mm-hmm. he really him and Jack Pierce had a had a dislike. But like you watch that. Um, I think it's the mummy's hand. And mm-hmm. it's it, is Tom it mummy, Tyler. Is it mummy's hand and then mummy's tomb is the other one? Is that are those two that I'm thinking of? Uh, yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um the mummy's hand has got Tom Tyler, and they do this cartoony thing of blacking out his eyes, mm-hmm. which is really effective, you know. Um, and uh, Tyler is, of course, famous for playing Captain Marvel in those wonderful serials at the time. Um, I I just can't get over. And th- th- those films are, even though the mummy in the Brandon Fraser version is considered uh, Imhotep. Mm-hmm. Those are Karis films. You know what I mean? Like they they took the the cast of the Karis films mm-hmm. and the and the more kind of Indiana Jonesy type story, mm-hmm. and they just 
juxtaposed Imhotep on top of that. But um, and we'll I, I think we'll get into the Stephen Summers Mummy trilogy because I have some interesting takes on that one as well. But yeah, I I think Universal did five Mummy movies, and okay. then of course they had him killed off by the one thing that could kill all Universal monsters, Abbott and Costello. I was going to uh, say. No, Abbott Costello. Yeah, uh, which I'm not actually. Uh, that's not my favorite Abbott Costello monster movie. I love, I, lo- I love a couple of them, but the Mummy one's kind of lame. Is the Mummy? The, is that the third one? Is that the third one? I, I don't know. Maybe um, okay, because I know they they sort of run out of steam. Um, here's a here's a wild card. Though. Actually, it's 55. I think that's real late. Um, in in the thing. Sorry. No, I was gonna say here's a here's a um here's a here's a wild card too. Um thinking of you know the concept of a mummy or like the, the image, the visual. Um if I do the timeline and I'm thinking of cartoons, um, you know, uh uh jokes in whether it's Bugs Bunny or whatever about mummies or whatever, whatever pop culture stuff was around or I, I don't even remember when when the monster cereals were happening. I, I barely, I remember fruit fruit. I'm not sure if we had yummy mummy where I was, but um, I would say the next thing would have been Dr. Who. It would have been pyramids. Damn. Of Mars. Oh my God. Wow. That yeah. Would have, that would have been around 1978 or 70, maybe, maybe early 79. It would have been about 77 for me, I think. Yeah. Okay. You got them. You got those before, before we did here. Yeah. And it just was Damn, like I love Pyramids of Mars. Oh my God, it's one of my favorites. We, I mean, we made Sutek. You know, it's 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 one of my favorite figures that we that we made. But I just that was that was the only suggestion you had from me as a consultant. No, that's not Sutek. <laughs> you, suggest, you suggested more than that. You suggested uh, uh, Bonnie Langford over and over again. Oh yeah, well, just Bonnie Langford though. Just Bonnie Langford. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually want her to be. Um, you wanted her as Peter Pan, I think. Is yeah, what I right. actually wanted her as Peter Pan. And, <laughs> no, and, uh, yeah, you're right. I I did. <laughs> I did suggest I, the Bassett All Sorts Man and uh, <laughs> the Tet Traps. And the, I think the the was it the Merca? The, the, the Merca. <laughs> you wanted a two man Migo Merca. You want to, <laughs> and I wanted it to have wet paint on it. Yeah, <laughs> comes with its own little can of wet paint. Wow, can... we have gone. We like there are people going. What are they talking? About? Sorry. Yeah, but um, there's there's one or two guys out there, probably Chris Cummins, maybe, yeah. that are going. Oh, keep going. Yeah, going. <laughs> you, you guys want to roll? Go go deeper with the Doctor Who show. <laughs> you know, even if there's a hundred people, they're going. What? There's like one or two guys going. Fuck yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Pyramids of Mars is amazing. And in fact, I have, I don't like six inch action figures very much, but um, I have a couple of the um, character options. Is it character options? Is that their name? Uh, uh, yeah, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, called something different, I think, in the States or something, but it's character options in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have like all the stuff that no one else has ever made. Like, I have one of the Tenth Planet Cybermen, who are technically kind of mummies themselves, mm-hmm. um, and, and actually they terrify my wife. I think that's really cool. Ooh. And I have one of the um, Sutek mummy robots because they're just such an iconic design. And um, 
Did you get the? Kind of a, did you get the, Oh, a nice work. Did you get the set with um, Scorby? What's the Mark? Is it Marcus Scorby? The the you know he's dead, but he's you know the guy that's the villain in Pyramids of Mars and. No, I I don't have that one. Um, I think I have that somewhere, but like there's a Sutek and there's then they made the sort of cardboard you know, play set of the pyramids or something, that pyramid set. The, of the nucleus of the swarm. Oh, the comes and... the... Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, but I, I know what you mean. Like, that's one of my favorite stories, hands down, one of my favorite stories. Um, so, but that would have been, that would have been a, somewhere where that I would have said, oh, that's a mummy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's the... Yeah, and, you know, the so... other thing I just would have brought up was um, Secret of the Mummy's Tomb uh the original uh gi joe uh record i had as a kid mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh oh yeah because that was a wasn't that like a figure set like a 12 inch figure set with it the- was and i've got it actually like right behind me but um yeah it, it definitely was a uh, it was a book and record set as well. An excellent. Don't you feel like there was kind set. of a resurgence, like in the mid '70s, though, because not only did you have all the monster stuff getting its like third wave, the classic, yeah. stuff, but you had the the, the Tutankhamun thing that was that was right. Yeah, huge. my folks went huge. to see that. Yeah. Yeah, and suddenly everybody was sort of mummy crazy. Yeah, know? and uh, that yeah that didn't help me at all. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> i was always you know fascinated by mummies and i think it's it's really funny to watch um a lot of these movies now and they're like blowing up the pyramid to open it which is not how you would ever do that sort of thing you know um i always find that kind of stuff funny now and you watch it and you're like these people don't even know the basics of archaeology like i was of a son who's a history major and you know it's kind of funny to watch that stuff with him because he's obviously aware of the protocols <laughs> well I love, I love the um i love that it's been able to get more graphic as mummy stories have been told over the years of what what they do to mummify somebody like oh what, yeah the well, prop- that's that's always kind of been there yeah but it's like really when you you know you put it in color and you know add the sound of it, like it really you know it's it's just chilling to me that, that yeah no i i agree and um what i thought i would do is just kind of go through um we're not going to cover every mummy movie ever done yes we um, are well <laughs> no sorry sorry go ahead scorpion go ahead. king four um <laughs> What we're going to do is I'm just going to kind of go through a list I pulled up and do some anecdotal stuff that anecdotal, not anecdotal, uh, of stuff I recognize. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to keep it to a timeline. But, you know, you and I both kind of like to stray at shiny things. How dare you? So, um, how dare so you? The, the mummy kind of there. I think the, the 50s had. A kind of a quiet period where the mummy really wasn't that big a deal and the the one thing that was going on in mexico and i don't know if you've ever watched any of these jason is the aztec mummy movies um i'm gonna say off the top of my head no okay i don't think so uh being a junk film dealer in the early 90s uh, i got into these pretty good um I seem to recall 
the the mummy's name is Popoka, which made a friend of mine laugh all the time. But it's basically, you know, a Mexican Karis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in three films, as I recall. Uh, the Aztec Mummy, Curse of the Aztec Mummy, and the one that most people know, Robot versus the Aztec Mummy, which was done on Mystery Science Theater. Mm. None of these films are terribly good, um, but they did get uh, some sort of release to American television, I think theater. And, they, you know, I, I kind of think the characters are are kind of cool looking you know, mm-hmm. for the time, but I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't have a huge collection of this stuff. And if you said, well, do you want to pop on an Aztec mummy movie? I'd be like, no, thank you. But yeah, I, I do recognize that I did spend some time watching those films back in the so day. Those are, those are from the, say, Fif- late. Yeah. From late the, the late, mid to late fifties. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when we, so, well, Hammer got in there. Well, that's that's where I was going with that is Hammer uh, really brought the mummy back in 59. 59. OK. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I honestly think of that one as possibly my favorite uh, mummy movie of all time. And such, uh, such a cool look. It's such a cool look. It's uh, it's a remake. I think it's the Imhotep story but you know of course they brought it back to blighty uh or is he karis i can't remember if lee is karis or if he's imhotep and now i'm gonna have to look that uh oh he's karis okay so it's a karis imhotep yeah yeah no he's a karis and um so again this is exciting to me because they're actually migo is actually making a karis figure uh they did it through their top steel and uh that was that was kind of exciting because i i think this is one of the better films and my favorite thing about this movie is they've recognized a serious conceit about mummies there used to be a comedian around here called ed the sock Uh, actually he's still around and he had this whole thing of oh no it's a mummy let's all quickly walk away Mm -hmm. and you know he's, he's right uh so they make uh Peter Cushing's character injured in the film. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of more terrifying that he can't run away. Yeah. From I, the, I, mummy. the mummy thing is like, I mean, that's the that's the that's the go to joke, of course. It's just mm. like, you know, like that's what that's kind of what the zombie joke used to be before a certain a certain point. But but zombies but, are a mob. But, and that's yeah, what's terrifying. Right. But the mummy thing, I always feel like it's 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 sexier in concept and yeah. in you know than actual threat kind of like it, I, I, I I feel you yeah I I love the I love the um there's one there's a hammer one called um it's about it's it's with a woman and it's a there's a ring involved and it's like blood blood of the mummy's tomb or blood oh of my the- god I just bought that on uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Uh, Andrew Keir, Valerie Leone. Yeah, Valerie Leone. I, I haven't watched it yet. I um, it is um, it is weird. Yeah, it's it's opening like the opening sort of as the as the story starts to kind of unfold, 
like you're just like, oh, that's that's an, that's interesting. Like I I love the historical aspect of the story. Yeah, they always they always open well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. That's my that's always my favorite part of a mummy story is like, <laughs> you know, because you really I mean that that that's what that's what really would be. It's like, um, you know, like uh, uh, I don't know, like like. You know, we used to do a thing called World War Wednesday. Me and my my two buddies, uh, uh, Paul and, and Rob. Every Wednesday, we'd rent a World War II movie, get some takeaway, and sit and you know do mystery science theater at one of our our, our places and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But we'd always say, I wish someone would make a really incredible World War II movie, like like you know, in the spirit of you know adventure, you know, world, like like you know, with modern technology. And no one's really done it yet. Like no one's been able to. So I'd love like a a mummy story in ancient Egypt where we can just be in ancient Egypt with that, that scale, you know, for the, for the whole movie. I don't think we've ever gotten that. Have we? It's always been, you start with the opening and you give the history and then you're right into present day or the thirties or whatever it is. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's, it, it kind of reminds me of a lot of low budget sci-fi for the first 15 minutes, you get this dazzling world mm -hmm. and then they immediately get their asses to earth. And in, in, in modern day, you know, and you're like, oh, good. Like, I, I think of like Masters of the Universe or uh, Beastmaster 2. You know, you, you're so interested in their world and they're like immediately getting to yours. <laughs> right. right. So, that, so that, that's always the bit that I like the most about the mummy stories is like the, yeah. the you know, the telling of the tale. Although and, I, I enjoy the, the hammer mummy because it is a period piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at least you're not in modern day. And I, I think some of the and this is where I'm fuzzy because I adore this film. It is probably, you know, if it's not my favorite, it's my second favorite mummy film of all time. I can't name the other Hammer Mummy movies because they get really bad. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, it's kind of like um, even even like the, the thing about Hammer that I which is it, you know, you're talking about the, the Migos stuff. I mean, I can't believe, you know, figures of, of, you know, Hammer characters like as as they look in the in these the movies. I love. So oh, yeah, much. there's a, they're, they're making a Herbert Lom Phantom of the Opera, which is like the worst Phantom of the Opera. It's a terrible movie. But yeah. It's not it's not terrible. I mean, there's some there's some weird stuff in it, but it's he's got an interesting look like it is. It he's got an interesting look. It's just the film is unsatisfying for me. Well, and, okay, well I was going to say another example is a plague of the zombies like like that. That literally has a dream sequence. It has the image in your head of what these zombies look like. The rest of it, I think, is is a slog. But it's but I don't but it's like some of the hammer stuff for me is like the image is what is what sort of counts. Like the image is greater than even, even Lee as Dracula. Like he made a lot of Dracula films. I mean, there's a couple where he, there's one there. He doesn't say a word. <laughs> he doesn't say a word. He doesn't speak a line of dialogue and he's in it for like 10 minutes. So some of the hammer stuff I can always kind of forgive. Cause it's like, yeah, but you gave us though, that zombie, that look of that zombie. Yeah. I actually have zombie. never sat through all of Plague of the Zombies. There you go. And uh, but I do love the look of that. And of course my buddy sculpted that figure. So I was like, I'm buying this. I would, I will get every hammer thing yeah. they, they make because I, I did. Uh, yeah. I, I was kind of like the Gorgon. Uh, 
you know, like I've never seen the Gorgon, but um Oh, they're doing the Gorgon too? Yeah, they did the Gorgon for Tops. Oh, uh they, they Yeah, they they did that and they did the uh the the Karis. They did the the but I think they're going to do another I bet you anything they'll do another run at that Christopher Lee Karis because the one they had was really muddy. Okay. And I kind of had this feeling that they're going to, you know, down the line, mm-hmm. bring that character back in a different form. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just so mucky. Um, so let's go down. Oh no, I've closed my window. <laughs> um, okay. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, I'm completely lost. Um, no, uh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need it. Hey, uh, I was gonna talk about a couple of weird things that uh, make me laugh in mummy films, and we're gonna go all over the place. But uh, yeah, like I said, Hammer continued with mummy movies. They did Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly don't. I cannot. It's sort of like um, in a modern day. Modern day version is um, I know I've seen them, but I my my wife and I will be watching TV and she'll flick the channel. She go, oh, Resident Evil movies on, and um, the the next question will be which one is this, and then she'll go, I don't think I've seen this, mm-hmm. and my answer is I you know a I don't know which one this is, and b yes we have seen this, but they're so obsequious that we just can't put them together anymore and um i feel like that with um a lot of the hammer mummy movies is where i just kind of it's it's hard to care there's no, I feel like there's that, no anchor in it i feel like that with the with the born films yeah everyone's like oh the born films yeah i go yeah tell me tell me the the plots of the three of them give, give me tell me which one is which yeah it's just like one big movie yeah it's big he's just going around kicking ass and finding out who he is for six hours there's i can't you can't tell one from the other as you're now, you yeah it, it, they're not they're they're really interchangeable and um yeah. there's a couple of 60s mummy movies that aren't uh so what <laughs> happened what were the 60s ones give me well the- there's one that i love um called orgy of the dead which is a nudie um uh, i believe written by ed wood Oh, and there's, there's oh, a mummy in it. Chris, uh, what's his name? Um, Criswell's in it. And um, one of my favorite, you know, 60s uh, models was in it, which is I think her name is Pat Barrington. And she was also in uh, Russ Meyers. Uh, what was that called? Um, Russ Meyer did a, a Mondo Topless. Mondo Topless. Wait a minute. So, wait, hold, hold on a second. Are you telling me that the only the first thing that pops in your head or the only thing for 60s mummy movies is the Ed Wood Orgy of the Dead or Orgy of the Mummies or whatever it's called? Orgy of the Dead. There's just a mummy in it. That's one. Were there mainstream 60s mummy movies? <laughs> well, not as many as you'd think um, okay. that I can think of. And um, I got to admit, I haven't been, you know, studying all day. But. Well... Uh, Mad Monster Party Mad Monster would also Party. be, you know, he not only was in the film, but he got that awesome earwormy theme song. There is a really weird 
have you ever heard of a filmmaker named Jerry Warren? Uh, put go further with it. Jerry some... Warren made a lot of trash, um, and I like his trash, you know. Uh, but I think he would take Mexican movies and splice them together and make films. He he's he's made such terrible films as uh, Wild Wild World of the Batwoman. Um, Frankenstein Island, which I highly recommend, Chef's Kiss, it is just insane. And he made this film called Face of the Screaming Werewolf, where he took, I think, two Lon Chaney, like Lon Chaney slummed and went to Mexico, where he made one film where he played a werewolf, and he made one film where he played a mummy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry Warren somehow, you know, sewed those elements together. And called it Face of the Screaming Werewolf, where it's about a mummy who wakes up and he just turns out to be a werewolf. And uh, Mego actually made an action figure based on this, by the uh-huh. way. It was actually sold at Target, which uh, blew my mind. I, I, I will admit that that figure, the idea behind that figure just was like, oh, my God, are we really getting a Jerry Warren you know, a legitimate licensed action figure based on a Jerry, Jerry Warren film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot of schadenfreude in that. Uh, they're garbage. That That's a garbage film. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anything else in the 60s. Was... But wouldn't you, say, wouldn't you say the 60s is really where suddenly, suddenly we've got our principled you know, monster. Like we've got the, we've got Frankenstein's monster. We've got Dracula. We got the Wolfman. We got yeah. the isn't wouldn't you say Mummy is four, and then Creature from the Black Lagoon is bringing up five, kind of. Is I mean Mummy is more ubiquitous in. Oh yeah, there, there's 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 many mummy uh, many mummy uh, stories being told in the '60s, uh, mostly and, through and Hammer like, at that time. You've got right, the Mummy Shroud. I'm saying uh, like as a thing, as a you know, as a monster, doesn't he sort of really get this shot in the arm in the in the 60s where suddenly it? Well, they all did because of the shock theater program. Right. right? Okay. And they got merchandise. And for some like there were legal wrangles around making Dracula merchandise. But for some reason, there wasn't a lot about the mummy. And. Um, yeah, so. You know, especially when you figure out that like Universal in that shock theater package had five mummy movies. Mm-hmm. So that character became, you know, it got the Aurora model kit. It got the mm-hmm. Marks figure. It got, you know, they, you look at 60s monster merchandise, the mummy got a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely in the, you know, the top four monsters, I would say. You yeah. Know, you, yeah. You could, well, top five, you know, because you got the Creech in there. Yeah. If if you're talking about Universal, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, he's definitely a lister if that's what you mean in terms of monsters. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got to be. It's like it's like that's when that's when that sort of you know unified team of like five like we're just sort of in everything. Yeah. That's yeah. And if you where... look at like you look at like the '70s monster action figure boom, you had. At one point, three, actually four different action figure companies making eight-inch monsters. Mm-hmm. So you had Azarak Hamway that was actually making um, 
licensed universal product and then mm-hmm. you had Mego who was knocking off the you know to compete with them and mm-hmm. the mummy was in that line and then you look at lincoln international who was knocking off both of them and they the mummy was in the, <laughs> that line so mm-hmm. you know like the mummy the creature wasn't in all those lines um so the mummy was like that top four you know of recognizable characters with us children and um he was always included. Absolutely. He's he's definitely a, 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 a like I said, an A-lister. You got Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because also they are public domain. Right. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't copyright a mummy. You can't copyright a vampire. You can copyright a creature from the Black Lagoon because you you damn well made it. Right. Uh, and, and that's, you know, the interesting part. And of course. Hunchback and Phantom of the Opera. I think Hunchback and Phantom of the Opera are always like kind of B-list. I like them. I love them. Uh, yeah. But they're not quite on that same tier mm-hmm. as the other characters. Mm-hmm. Like Invisible Man or anything like that. Like, they're neat. But, like, you know, is the Hunchback really a monster? I think he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's very demeaning to call him a monster. He's got an affliction. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a bad guy. No, but you're you're right. I I don't even think of um, like it's funny the the Cheney Phantom of the Opera too. Like that's that's the one. Isn't that weird though? Isn't that the one that you think that the least people have the fewest people would have seen? Like they would have known the image, but how many people really saw that original Cheney Phantom? Do you know Do you know what I'm saying? Like like. More people would have seen because it was, you know, it's the Charles Lawton would have been more popular, right? Uh, even though it's not as good, right? It would have yeah. been more, more people would have seen it, but somehow that that freaking uh Cheney image, I think it's again, it's like the it's the, amazing the, though. More people know the image, yeah, dig it than the actual film that had probably seen the film or know the film, I would say, Do you know, what yeah, I mean? it's like, well, look at London after midnight, yes, exactly. Um, no, none of us have ever seen that. Right. Um, and it gives my wife like another it's another image that my wife's like, that thing is terrifying. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And by the way, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb brings up an interesting point. That is there's a a Bram Stoker novel uh, called The Jewel of the Seven Stars. Oh, yeah. Which that Blood from the Mummy's Tomb is it, based on. It's based on yeah. And it has been adapted many times. Um, I believe, and I, you know, it was a film in 1980 that starred um, Charles Heston called The Awakening. Yes, I remember the ad on the which back. Which I've never seen. Um, at the ad on the back of, um, I think it was either on the back of Fangoria or Starlog. They had a full yeah. ad, and it looked like a, a lady... A lady mummy yeah thing but and, i don't know if i've seen it and bram stoker um he wrote a couple mummy stories i think but um the other thing i wanted to talk about just before we get into like this is the 70s one of the most seminal films for young brian is um at La, las monstros del terror or as uh, you know assignment terror mm which is a Paul Nashie film about aliens uh, trying to get all the monsters together 
and taking over the world with them. You know, <laughs> get all the underwear and get rich. And I honestly remember reading that uh, description in the TV guide, you know, when I was like eight going like, this is this is brilliant. What, you know, I've got to see this film. And of course, um, it's a stupid movie. It's a movie that stuck with me and I adore it. But the mummy in that film is absolutely terrifying looking. Um, it looks just like the Mego action figure, which is weird, but it is um, quite an interesting look. I, I don't know, like what I would assume is a low budget film. Like it's the monsters aren't a good look in the film. They they kind of look a little dime store. So they got somebody who looked a little weird and creepy to play the mummy. Mm-hmm. And it really, really works. And uh, that was a huge one for me. And um, I think that was like one of the bigger things of the 70s. You know, there were not a lot of mummy movies in the 70s, mainly, I think, because we moved into that um, milieu of supernatural horror. You know, The Exorcist. um, I'm just trying to think what else. Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it became like we we kind of like we I think we move away from the traditional monsters and then they come back and you know like uh, I think the Dracula movies were sort of done for a while after I think um, Satanic Rites of Dracula in like what seventy three and you didn't really get a big Dracula movie until that um, John Badham remake in the, the late seventies. Yeah, well, hey, love at first bite too. Same. Year. Oh, pardon me. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, du- um, dueling Dracula's in '79, very much like the James Bond uh, face-off of '83 with Never Say Never Again and uh, Octopussy. No, but um, but yeah, it. Uh, we it, should do a Never Say Never Again episode. We should. I want to watch it again. Uh, I, won't, I won't say it's never. Freaking bizarre. It's uh, very, very weird movie. Yeah. Um, it's it, that so so it's pretty barren for a while, and then you get seventy nine with the the two Draculas. You get the Awakening in eighty. In eighty, yeah. When and... do any other significant mummy? There, wait, no, but wait, but wait a second, wait a second. Aren't we missing something? Isn't wasn't there like a, there had to be TV movies and besides the cartoons, the you know the Mummy showed up and everything from Scooby Doo to probably. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Scooby-Doo, Super Friends, Mummies, Plastic Man. In fact, I think in 1980, I watched an episode. There was an episode of Spider-Woman. Remember that awful Spider-Woman cartoon? Sure do. Where um, it's a two-parter where Spider-Man joins them. And it's like a mummy that's turning other people into mummies, thus enslaving everyone. So I don't know what, like, they're just all in bandages. And um, and it's 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 that like terrible Marvel Studios production values of that time where the music is just super overbearing, you know, you know, and yeah, so there was yeah, mummies were not out of the public eye. There was, you know, I think there was probably a fantasy island with mummies. Let's just. Well, what was the um what was the wasn't there a okay so you had monster squad it was probably one on on but as a live action sort of thing but wasn't there am i thinking of cliffhangers am i thinking of something else that had a mummy in it or some other tv movie or 
I know there was a, um, I know for sure there was a, there was a curse of Tut something. I think Tom Baker was even in it and it was a TV, it was a network TV thing that I thought involved a mummy or a curse or somebody getting eaten or something. I, I don't know, but wasn't there, wasn't there more TV mummy stuff? I, I think so. I just can't, um, it'll come to me after we, we, we wrap. Um, you're probably right. Uh, I think no um cliffhangers i'm not sure if there were mummies on cliffhangers um there was a dracula thing right was that the one yeah there was dracula thing and there was a perils of pauline type show and then there was the uh what was the 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 phantom empire um oh yeah uh, but i don't think there was actually mummies okay uh, in 81, though, and this is a movie I really like and I was posting about in the Pod Stallions crew, is somebody, you know, I think it's an Italian filmmaker. You know, Dawn of the Dead did really well internationally. And so this company made a, a movie called Dawn of the Mummy, mm-hmm. which is just, the you know, you somebody scratched out zombie <laughs> in the script and wrote mummy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually pretty good. It's a it's a good piece of sleaze, um, but it is not a terrific film. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just kind of a fun movie, but it, it's definitely not your your typical mummy movie. I like it, and I recommend people to look at it. But it you know it is what it is. Um, then there's a film called Time Walker, which is about an alien mummy. It is oh yeah yeah I think Mystery Science Theater did that one. I recognize that. Yeah. Um, I know Fred Olin Ray did a film called The Tomb, but I I, I can't recommend it because um, I haven't seen it. And I, <laughs> I tell you a Fred Olin Ray story. Um, I was looking. For, somebody posted a film. I think it was Jim Wynorski, uh posted something on Facebook the other day, and I was like, Hey, is that available on Blu-ray? And I got an answer immediately that said, no, it'll, it's coming out next month. And it was Fred Olin Ray. Oh, <laughs> it was like, thanks. Like, you know, <laughs> so he, prove it. Or I don't believe. It. I don't yeah. Believe it. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It was like, Oh, all right. I guess that's, what, so- uh, it's funny. Um, Cause I was thinking of, of all this TV stuff, you know, like we always talk about these deep dives of, going down you know amazon prime alley and suddenly you you know you come across something and you're like oh my god i haven't even thought of this in however long but yeah got it they've got the adams family halloween special the new adams family halloween special from 1977 hard one for me to. okay now i i i'm gonna say this i i haven't seen it i found it the other night and I've only watched about 20 minutes, but there might be a mummy in it. I don't know yet. It's shot on video, isn't it? I remember, I swear on my life, I either remember the night this aired or they repeated it the year later that I was dressed as Darth Vader to go out. Yeah, I think I saw it on a repeat. I think they repeated it a year later and I went, oh my gosh, you know, because at that point I knew the show from watching it after school and i was like oh that's hey is this new like this is in color like my mind was 
<laughs> and it looks cheap as chips. But do you know? Do you know that there's a there is, and a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, joke that's repeated in in the special. And I looked it up, and it aired like October, you know, twenty ninth, nineteen seventy seven. They must have written this thing, you know, October 1st or whatever. whatever they <laughs> yeah. put but Star Wars was so ubiquitous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That They had to throw they, those jokes. That they're already throwing those jokes in. And they had a Mikey joke. They had a, three adults sitting around a table. And it's like, well, let's get Mikey to go. Mikey will do anything. And they cut to a grown man, like, eating soup. It's like, hey, Mikey, do you want to go do this thing? And you're like, oh, yeah, the Mikey commercial. Back when commercials ran... For what seemed like years, they would just back run... when we had a commu- like a communal pop culture too. Yeah, yes, either a jingle or a commercial that you're like. Can't remember. I was trying to watch. They call me Bruce. Oh boy. Uh, which I haven't seen since I was like eleven, and I remember really having favorable thoughts of it. And then you you watch it now, and it's parodying commercials you've forgotten. Right. You know, and you're just sitting there going, what does th- what's the reference, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, also, it's it's one of also, those things you're saying just not to be that guy, but you're saying the title wrong. It's they call me Bruce. Oh, my gosh. You're <laughs> right. They call me <laughs> Bruce. Is, it as a question that, is that good enough like, for you? Did they call me Bruce? I think up at the end uh yeah it's funny how much but you just go well yeah that that stuff would have been that would have been a reference that everybody seeing that would have gotten because it was every freaking day a thousand times a day you're seeing that commercial and everybody you know would have sort of gotten the the joke but anyway i just had i had to mention the adam's thing because i swear i watched that when when maybe the repeat and um haven't seen it since and uh man when lisa loring shows up holy moly that was that was quite a shock as a kid. Like, is that oh, is that her? <laughs> I uh, lost my headphones. Hang on. Sorry, man. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I was just saying something uh, 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 rude about Lisa Loring, but not really. Yeah, she was uh, very attractive, as I recall. Good gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, yeah. and Pugsley also Trey sexy. Pugsley way way. Sexy Barnet, I'll tell you that. That hair grew out really, really well. Um, there maybe there was a mummy in that. I don't remember. But we don't really get. Are you telling me that we don't really get a, a, a full, you know, full-on big-budget mummy thing until the 1999 mummy? Is that is that the next thing we? Sorry. No, we we do get the awakening in 1980. We get that which, in 80. Which I do think of as like. You know, 1980, the 70s cynicism, this is probably the best we were going to get. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be rationalized at that point. And we aren't really willing to go into deep fantasy with the character. You know, and, and we're being parodied. I think there's a mummy in Saturday the 14th, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, that's a weird, good God, that's a weird movie. What the hell is that? I don't hate it. Um, it, it is weird it is just like what is going on i i think i found it a while ago and i got through like 30 minutes and just i went, think it's on shout factory right what is going on i don't yeah. know i just 
I was on a Richard there's, there's some good stuff in there, but yeah, I get it. Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, we got Dawn of the Mummy. Yeah, okay. No, I would say the the best 80s mummy thing would be the Monster Squad, the film, where you're getting Dracula. Oh, yeah, you know. we got that. I forgot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't because I'm not, you know, I was probably like 16 when that came out. Um, I don't have the like the the adoration for it that a lot of people do. Um, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's a weird movie. Uh, It doesn't know if it wants to be a kid's film or a um, adult film. You know, it kind of goes weird all over the place with that. Uh, but well, I love the designs of the monsters. To know? be fair, it, it you know you've described a lot of movies from you know '76 to mm. you know, the mid where where you just you're seeing things where you're going like that. I mean, like we always talk. I mean, Flash Gordon never a bad time to talk about Flash Gordon. It's <laughs> loaded with sexual innuendo and S and M stuff, and it's like oh you know, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah yeah. There's 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 quite a few things that are like what <laughs> you know like really that's this who was this aimed at like how did this sort of sort of happen it, it's got i mean i know i know exactly what you're saying about that movie i think it's great i do not have the love for it that people do but i think it's i think it's you know it's a it's a it's a fun it's a great uh uh you know movie uh but it is it is a the tone you know it, it shifts here and there i don't think the whole thing is is all over the place but it does it does shift a bit and it's it's a it's a strange concoction. I mean, I'm sort of glad it exists, but, but yeah, but that was, but he was, he, that was, um, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't, but the mummy was, was, the mummy was bad in that, right? Because the mummy was part of the bad guys. The mummy. Yeah, he was. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I really actually, um, like the designs of the characters. And that's, is it Stan Winston who did all those? Is that right? I think you're right. Yeah. I think, Ah, I, I seem to remember the name of the guy who designed that creature, because that creature was such a big deal at the time. Um, yeah, they had to veer. I can't from the, remember his name now. They had to veer from the, um, you know, from the from the original design, right? They couldn't they couldn't do anything that they couldn't do any of the creatures looking like. The, yeah, they they had to they had to go from the original. Um, universal licensed stuff because they didn't i don't think they had any i don't think they owned it right um and then um so that was probably like the mummy's biggest thing in the 80s and then um somebody uh redid in 88 is it 88 oh no i'm wrong uh (laughs) that was in 98 um the Scooby Doo did some stuff. Waxworks had a mummy in it. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Waxwork. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was and a, then, a bad. That's not a terrible movie. No, I I kind of like that film. Um, haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't really pontificate on it. But it was directed by a guy by the name of Anthony Hickox, who was kind of a big name in horror at the time. Uh, he made a couple of films like Warlock and waxworks and stuff like that and um i don't know whatever happened to that dude um i always thought he would oh he's still directing apparently but i haven't seen anything he's done 
Uh, and then I think the biggest mummy thing to happen at the end of the decade would have been Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which had that lot 249 story that starred um, actually what Christian Slater. Slater, yeah. Um, uh, Steve Buscemi. Yes. And get who the girl is in that, but she's famous too. Like everybody's famous. They're like at a university, and he's um, yeah. Um, it's actually probably my favorite story in Tales from the Dark Side the movie, um, because the rest of them are, you know, a little silly. Uh, I don't. That's the one I kind of remember. I'm not sure if I remember the other ones. Uh. Yeah, the, the, there's a killer cat story, and there's a, a gargoyle monster story. Is that the uh, one? With, um, is that the one with Debbie Harry? Tell yeah, me. she's she's the wraparound. Yeah, that's the main reason I think. Julianne that's... Moore is in that. That's like the first movie with Julianne Moore. Oh. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's probably the best story in the movie, and I, I really like that because, you know, he ends up killing the mummy. And then, of course, uh, it doesn't matter because it's it's all about the curse. And I like that. Um, in 93, there's a movie called The Mummy Lives that stars uh, Tony Curtis. And I got to tell you, I've never seen it, uh, but it is in every DVD bin ever. And it always gets me because... Um, I <laughs> I say, oh, a mummy movie. And then you're like, oh, you know, it, it, the, the cover looks bad and I've never seen it. It's like it I've never. So I have no bearing on it other than I've rejected purchasing it about 100 times. <laughs> Tony Curtis is the yeah, Tony Curtis. Yeah. In 93. So, you know, I, you know, he's kind of like late in life at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea what the film's about or if it's any good. I, I can't imagine it's any good just looking at the cover of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, again, a mummy returning from the dead, becoming obsessed, you know. Um, it has, like, no... I don't know anyone that's seen this film, so hmm. uh, it's probably not great. <laughs> I'm just going to go on record. And it isn't even in... And like when you look at Wikipedia, it isn't even in the list of mummy movies, even though it is called The Mummy Lives. Right. <laughs> and if you're you're a big Tony Curtis fan, so if you're Oh you're, my god, Tony Curtis, yeah. He's, you haven't he's seen amazing. It. Yeah. Um and then yeah, the nineties really you had another remake of The Jewel of the Seven Stars, uh, which I have not seen. Uh, Russell Mulcahy made a movie called Tale of the Mummy, mm. which I have also not seen, uh, but it's got Christopher Lee in it. My goodness. Um, I might actually check this one out. It's got Jason Scott Lee, Sean Pertwee, well, Honor Blackman, Christmas. Oh, Shelley Duvall. Wow. wow. I you might. Had, you had me at Russell Mulcahy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm into that. Um, so that'll be one I'll check out. Uh, but then, of course, we have to segue into Stephen Summers, 1999, The Mummy. Uh, what, what, do you, what, what did you think of that? I, I think I've only seen it once since it came out, but 
I, I, you know, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Brendan Fraser. I like, I even more so now. Like, I'm so glad that he's he's sort of getting, you know, recognition in spite of, you know, all the the ups and downs he's had and whatever. Like, there was a time where he was, you know, he was a list and he was doing a ton of stuff, gods and monsters, etc. Um, but I remember seeing it in the theater and having a great time and just, you know, accepting it for what it was. And, you know, tons of CGI and all that stuff. But um, I, I, I had I had I had no pro, I had no issue with it. I had no no dog in the fight, so to speak. And it was it was fine to me. And I think I I think I've seen it once since. And it, you know, it's it's a little big and broad in places, but, um, you know, it, it keeps moving and there's interesting stuff in it. I mean, it's, you know, um, I think it's fine. I like it. Um, I, I did in the theater. I remember thinking this guy's using CGI a bit too much. Mm-hmm. And I will say as much as I like it, I am so glad that Steven Summers never got to do his Flash Gordon, uh, reboot. Yes, I agree. Um, because I... I've never liked anything else by the guy. And, um, it's not that he's a bad director that the, the first mummy movie is great. Uh, it's that he there's this like over reliance on CGI yeah. to the point of making it cartoony and it followed him into everything else he did. You know, um, Von Helsing and that first G.I. Joe movie, which I just, I'm, I, you know, I'm not passionate G.I. Joe fan, but it was like, why would you not use iconic designs and imagery? Like, why would you, you know, choose not to use like the look of Cobra Commander that everyone knows, you know, yeah. like that they, they've spent millions completely branding baffling. and it's baffling. Uh, but and, uh, and, is, did he do? Did he do? Did he do one or two Mummy sequels before? I don't know. Um, I'm just about to look that up because I've full disclosure. I liked this film. My I I love I I also have a Brendan Fraser thing, and, and I've told you this before. I've been a mistaken, like especially back in the '90s, I used to be mistaken for Brendan Fraser. Well, and, you, and, you were dreamy back then. Yeah, I was. I beautiful eyes. Um, <laughs> and you know, now I'm still getting mistaken. For Brendan Fraser. Oh, come on. Oh, come um, on. But uh, I really was. Uh, I've always liked the dude. I absolutely love him in Doom Patrol. Oh my so, god. So yeah. Yeah, he is sublime in Doom Patrol. And I realize I realize that people are going to. Well, it's mostly a voice. Yeah, it is mostly a voice. Yeah, but, but it's, he's incredible with yeah. what he does with that voice. And you know what else he's really good in that I think is a a you're going to you're going to think this is weird, a completely unnecessary remake. But he's wonderful in it is the bedazzled remake. Oh, no, you and I have to fight. No, um, I like him in it, but I do not. Very completely unnecessary remake, completely ill-advised. No, no you could have remade that, but you would have given it to Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Right. Um, but him, he in it, his performance in it. Oh, no, he's great. He's, he's a great wonderful sad sack. But um, I just, I love Bedazzled is my favorite comedy of all time. And, uh, you know, it's the cook 
and more energy that makes that. So what you need in a film like that is um, you need that kind of chemistry. You need that kind of comic timing. It you know it was written by a comedy duo. So if you're going to remake that, you well, I, have. I get, to, I get that, but it's it's yeah. like I said, her Elizabeth. That they're. Oh, and uh, look, dude, she's, I, all, she's terrible in it. She's really Elizabeth good. Hurley is all I thought about in the '90s. She's um, awful in it, but he. When he does, when they, when they go, when he's suddenly speaking Spanish because he's a drug lord or whatever it is, like he just he he has a comic. Oh, no, no, he he he's not the problem with the film. No, it's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's, he is wonderful in that film, and I'm saying he even in bad stuff, I have found. Oh him yeah, no, he's, he's and yeah. good. So I'm glad that the Doom Patrol thing is. I think he's just now been cast as Firefly in the Bat girl movie or bat yeah. something movie yeah. or something I didn't like even know just there was glad one. that he's he's sort of you know showing up and stuff and and being you know um you know acknowledged because you know i mean he's obviously looks very different than he did in 1999 and george of the jungle and all that stuff and he's i think he's been through some shit uh, he, but he, yeah i think he, he's honestly liked, been through some crap yeah i've always liked him i i think he's um He's like he's he's underrated and he really does even 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 crap like the, that awful Looney Tunes thing like he's 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 giving he's giving a thousand percent you know he's why were all, there Daleks in that thing because you know why not no I yeah know. no I just I really need someone to sit me down anything to just anything to distract from the rest of the the film that I could put in my review <laughs> um. Um, but, uh, but I think, I think that first movie, so I think they did, did they do three, did he do two of those? Uh, he, um, well, what happened was there, the, yeah, Steven Summers did direct the mummy returns. I've never seen it. Um, and then there, yeah, there was a, I think there was a tomb of the dragon emperor it was in 2008. Um, there's, there was a spinoff called the scorpion King where there's like, <laughs> I think there's like 11 of them. I've I've never oh, yeah. I, I didn't I never saw any of them. Um, I knew going into that one and coming out of that one that like I enjoyed that film. I do not need to see how far you know that guy gets with the cartoony special effects and the you know like I just I I tapped out. I, I was like that was great. And, you know, yeah, I don't think I ever saw the other one. Like, I don't even yeah. know, if, I don't know if Frazier did did two or three or I he don't did, know. He did a bunch. And um, yeah. okay. the thing the thing that makes me laugh about that is that, like, my son is a big fan of that series. He thinks oh. it's awesome. He loves Brennan Frazier. And, um, yeah, he, he, you know, he thinks that uh, those are great films. And the other day. um we were kind of joking. I, I saw somebody had a picture of a bumper sticker that said, I'd rather be watching the 1999 Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Uh, honk if you agree. And I, I just thought that was so weird uh, that I sent it to my son and he's like, oh, I'd be honking at that car. Um, <laughs> that, that is one specific bumper. Sticker. Yeah, it was it was funny as hell. But uh, yeah, no, I. I truly enjoy. I'd rather be watching the Gus Van Sant Psycho 
Captain. <laughs> no one, no one has that <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> Who Smash that, that guy's car. Um, stop him. <laughs> Who, who who had that bumper sticker made? How many of those did they find those people? Whoever bought that. Now, um, <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen a Scorpion King movie. Um, my son has, I think, seen all of them, and it's what's that German word, Schadenfreude? Like he just thinks they're funny um, because Schaden, like. Wait, wait a second, Schadenfreude is when Schadenfreude. shameful joy. You don't want something bad to happen to the neighbor guy you really don't like, but when he trips and falls on the ice, you kind of giggle. Yeah, but I mean, but you're like better him than me. I think my son has seen them because Tamara Morrison's in some of them, and his whole world is that. Oh yeah, he's in them. Yeah, he's in a he's in at least the third one. I I, you know these are direct to videos. King or, oh, the Dummy ones are directed. The to Scorpion video? King ones. Oh, the Scor- um, he's he's loving the Scorpio Scorpion. He just, King he's a, he's a fan of the 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 Brendan Fraser Mummy movies, and then he's also because he was right, a kid right through the Scorpion when those were like being rerun like crazy right. on basic cable, and then um, he likes these uh, <laughs> he likes these uh, these Scorpion King ones because they star people he likes and. I- I got you. About about a month ago, no, sorry, about three four months ago, like we have this like Facebook group for our neighbors, and some I don't know some person that was moving's like there's a huge box of DVDs on my lawn, just come take them. This is during COVID, and I was walking the dog, and it was like Catwoman, Starship Troopers, and like you know all for Brian. Yeah. And, you're, you're looking, um, is this a trap? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> like you is a big net first movie fall on me right now. Up in a, you get swept up in a net like Planet of the Apes. You're like you crap. They put out a little trap for Brian. Like these movies that nobody likes. Rat Brian, Brian touches the first one and boom, he's he's up in a cage, hanging from a tree for weeks. I, I think it, it actually reminded me a lot of like that Homer thing where his neighbor's throwing out garbage and he's like coat hangers expired medication <laughs> like who the hell like by the way i got home and this thing had like all these starship troopers sequels that i didn't know existed and it had all these mummy movies that like holy crap like there's like seven of these things um so well, what i don't I'd, know i'd really like to know is how long it sat there before you, how many people walked past it and just went, eh, I'm good. I'm like, I'm free, but uh, I'm, I'm good. I think, I think the post was done in earnest. The guy, like, the guy in the house with binoculars going, that Heiler, guy, <laughs> that Heiler guy's about to come by any second now. Just wait. Trust me. He's going to take I think, I think what really happened, and this is, <laughs> is that they posted it. And I just got, I put my shoes on, dude. And I just like, oh, that's just over there on, on. You're, you're on just, as as he puts them on the ground, you're like, you're right. Yeah, it, it was it was actually on a street that's apropodly named Hodgson after Joel Hodgson. <laughs> and I just I like. I didn't even post it yet. How did you get here? Yeah, no, they posted it, and I was like, let's go for a walk. And I grabbed this, and it was a huge box. And um, wow. My wife was like, what, what is, what are you doing? I don't and, know what to think about all of this or how much time you're spending on Facebook. 
know what's in the box. Like, I don't know how to process any of this right now. This is a lot of information. Literally, I got about 30 DVDs. Um, some really good stuff in there. Like, uh, yeah, give me, I want to hear an example of one of the good ones, one of the A list. Spider Man 2. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. What's I the like next? Spider Man 2. A what's lot. The, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good What's the next one? I love Catwoman. I, I absolutely love Catwoman. <laughs> I, uh, unironically. I, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I think. And, and I've also post postulated this theory that there is no difference in plot and story between Venom and Catwoman. Prove me wrong. Um, yeah, this is a conversation that no one has had. <laughs> <laughs> If you can copyright this, I think you're on to something. I, I feel your fourth book brewing in you right now. The, the great Catwoman Venom debate of 2021. Just, just a picture of, yeah, Halle Berry and Venom and a big question mark. <laughs> and a, like a 400-page book. 400-page. The similarities between the two films. That woman um, didn't get its due. I love it. Woman is. All right, so so okay, so so besides all those mummy movies, what what did we get? What was the next thing we got? Because it's he's really been kind of shortchanged the last twenty years or so, hasn't he? Well, it's, not really, because you got like stuff like, and this is one where I wanted to go to called Bubba Hotep, mm. where. Bruce Campbell playing Elvis at a retirement home. Uh, I think basically killing an Aztec mummy. I've got the limited edition uh, copy of that. That's in the little, the little Elvis uh, little jumper. You know, like uh, yeah, jacket, white jacket. What got a fun this. movie that is. It is, yeah, and it's it's uh, Coscarelli, Coscarelli. What's not to like? He's the Phantasm and Beastmaster Man. And a, he does a great adaptation, a low-budget flick of a book called John Dies at the End. And oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Great sleeper of a movie and a uh, great cast. Giamatti's in it. Clancy Brown is in it. I forget the lead kid, but he's great in everything he does. But it's a weird, it's a weird book. And the fact that Cosciarelli did it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little gem of a movie. I recommend it. And then... Um... I'm just trying to think. Russell Mulcahy made a King Tut television film. Oh, oh it's got Casper Van Dien in it. So, um, so I, you don't, I, and you don't have it on DVD. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, Mil Mascaras, the uh, Mexican wrestler, made a lucha libre lucha libre film uh, called uh, Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec Mummy. That kind of as a callback to the 50s Aztec mummy. What's that about? It's about, wait, oh, <laughs> I get you. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, so okay, what next? Um, I can't believe we haven't really well, we done a significant one, right? Like nobody's, no big, wait a minute, wait a minute, wasn't, wasn't there, did we talk about Van Helsing? Wasn't there one in Van Helsing? No, there wasn't. Oh, there wasn't. Uh, mummy and Van Helsing that I recall. Um, it was like everything but because it was directed by Steven Summers. Now, I hate hated that movie. Um, uh, let me tell you. Now, I know I have a friend who owns the Blu-ray um, and loves it. 
and he has told me I have to watch the black and white edition. Uh, I have not done that. Uh, but I, you know, I might be bored enough. There's too, a but... the black and white edition of Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah. You know who? You know who doesn't mind not being in the Van Helsing movie? The Mummy. <laughs> the Mummy was like, woo! Yeah. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> Holy shit! I got another twenty years in me that maybe someone's woo! Gonna... <laughs> woo! I'm still prime choice. Yeah, but he, you know, he has to go over to like Frankenstein's house with some hog and dos. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, I know De Niro. I know. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and not mention, not mention Van Helsing or De Niro or anything. Yeah, like... <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. No, really. I mean, I'm serious. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's the been. critics that are wrong. I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if I've actually finished Von Helsing, but I'll tell you this. If I did, I, it was in like three sittings. I think I caught it part of it once, and then I caught another part of it again, and then I saw the ending years later or something. And it's just, it's I'm beyond. I'm so fucking excited for that film. Um, oh, paper, it was like, oh, yeah, bring it. Yeah, like, and then I saw the dolls on the on the Toys R Us, and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. But you know, some of the designs were somewhat bothersome to me at the time. I remember that. But, yeah, no, not that my favorite. Been, it would have been something really cool. I just remember reading about it as it was sort of announced in the synopsis and going, oh, this could be. He he certainly, you know, did you know did something decent with the, the, the mummy thing. Like, how, how what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah i actually like i was a fan of the first mummy movie and I then was, i was fine with it yeah and then this thing was like oh my god that, like, that was the summer that it was the mummy uh phantom menace the matrix the iron giant yeah mystery men um and i can't think of what else there was something else big that sort of came out and Oh, uh, Six Sense, I think, were like the big, all the big movies. I remember that I was living in New York at the time. I just remember that just just wanting to go to a theater just for air conditioning, like just to be cool because it was a thousand degrees and muggy. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw, I saw it in New York and I thought it was uh, it was fun. It was perfectly, perfectly fun. The, the Mummy. Yeah, that 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 movie will forever remind me of a very short period in my life where all my friends like i moved back to my hometown i bought a house with my wife i lived behind my friend's parents and he got divorced and moved back with his parents and we would spend every friday night because his parents like lived at their cottage and they were retired and and so we would spend every friday night like going to a movie or going to the bars and then going back to his place and, you know, uh, drinking and smoking, you know. And um, I can honestly remember where I was for The Matrix, for uh, this movie, for the Stupid American Pie movies. Um, that was a really fun summer. It was, you know, it was amazing. Like, I, you know, I was still in my 20s. And uh, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that period of my life very, very much. Almost too much. Well, I hated that period of my life, but oopsie, uh, oopsie. 
but we don't have to get into that. But uh, but the we probably saw all the same uh, all the same movies. I remember loving the Iron Giant when it came out, and just like nobody being able to talk to nobody about that movie. Full disclosure: I've never seen it. Oh, uh, that's yeah, surprising. that surprises me. Well, uh, I I it looked like a kids' movie to me, you know, and um, but. You know, it, it it probably wasn't. Uh, speaking yeah, of kids' movies, the Mummy did enough get time, enough time that you know it was not really a kids' movie. It's much. No, bigger. I know, but then I felt like I kind of missed the boat, and it's sort of like that friend who spoiled the Sixth Sense for me, and it was like, eh, all right. Um, wow. Okay, that's complex. Okay, so yeah, no, a friend of mine spoiled the Sixth Sense for me really bad. Um, oh, eyes wide shut. That was the other one. Eyes wide shut. I, I just remember the, the stunned, like, I can't believe we're getting a new Kubrick. And then just coming out into the daylight, like, what the f- What happened? Like, what was that? I let my wife go to that with her friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. I'm going to just play online and play video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she um, came home and was like, I should have played video games with you. Um, um Okay, so then where does that where does that bring us to the to mummy? Well, the the speaking of kids films, the mummy, played by Kevin James, was in the Hotel Transylvania series, which I actually really liked because I had small children and uh, that is you no know, excuse. yeah, it, it is. It's a I'm super kidding. excuse. Yeah, um, I, it I is the only excuse. I saw part of one of them, and when just hearing Adam Sandler do, bleh, I'm like, okay. yeah, no, I, I look, I love monster rallies. Like, I love the idea of all these monsters getting together, and you know, seeing my kid. Like, I did take my daughter when she was very young to see the Universal uh, Mummy and the Wolfman, mm-hmm. and I remember when the credits rolled on the Wolfman, I looked over at her and she was crying. Like, you know, this had moved her. And so I, you know, I'm just an old school monster guy. So no matter the interpretation or the look, uh, you know, I enjoy it. And I liked the Hotel Transylvania. It was probably the last, like, I think she would have been about seven at that time. It's probably one of the last kids movie I took her to, you know, like then I started getting into I took her to Godzilla movies. I took her, you know, like it, it became a little bit uh, less kidified. And now, of course, like, I mean, she's she wants to see movies that are smarter than me. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've taken her to see Faster Pussycat Kill Kill and, and stuff like that at this right. point. Um, but we should crescendo yes. into the last great attempt to reboot the mummy and that would be the universal uh dark universe which i liked i always thought the marketing should be the avengers but with monsters that's what i thought they should call it where they this is the oh this is the time this is the the alex kurtzman uh tom cruise um extravaganza that just it almost died, I think, before it even came out. Like, um, how do you, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it just got so much bad press. And 
people wanted it to die. Yeah. Uh, Too bad, because I have to say, I don't care how anybody thinks of this or how controversial. Um, I, I finally, I, I think I watched it, don't even remember it. Came across it again, maybe, you know, six months, a year ago, may, maybe a year ago, whatever it was. And watched it and was like, this is a fun, this is fine. Like, this is not, you know, when you, like, everybody's got their degrees of whatever. Like, I saw Catwoman. I love that you love it. Okay. It's, it is, you know. I love it because it's terrible. You love it because it's terrible. I look at this mummy thing and I'm, okay, it's got some issues, but it's not like, it's not like it's worse than the 99 mummy. It's, in fact, it's, I think it was PG-13. And some of the violence and, like, the, the undead you know, the constant dread, the constant, and the fact that, well, I don't want to spoil it, but the fact that, you know, whatever, what happens to the lead character, there's some interesting stuff in there. It is not this, you know, that it, sometimes these things come along that are just like, oh my God. It's like, then you finally see it and you go, what's the real hang up with this? Like, it's, it's, it's not this mega piece of crap that everybody sort of assumes or thinks that it is. I don't think there's anything in it that's, any more silly or dumb than the 99 mummy really um it's just you know your your mileage everyone's mileage is going to vary but i i don't get why that i mean it really bombed like the whole thing just went completely under the whole the whole possibility and i'm, I'm not sure why um maybe because it, it wasn't marketing it you know what was marketing it more for him than a creature of some kind or something i don't know i don't know but you want yeah. you want to know something funny? Sure. I I 100% agree with you. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I th- thank you. I don't think it's I I, I watched it and maybe you know how like you watch a film and people are like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever." And then you walk in and you're like, "This sucks." You know, um like Forrest Gump was just completely ruined for me by all Every human being I met, you know, I was t- talking about how fucking great that was, and it, it, it was on like, eh, it was, you know, Robertson. It was, it was a film. It was, and all was, of a sudden, it becomes a way of life, and I'm going, what in the world did I yeah. in this messaging, especially in the year of Pulp Fiction? Yeah, where like, yeah. how did this become the biggest thing ever that year? Whatever, it's beyond me. And, yeah. and no, it, it, it will have just, fiction on their shelves than own a copy of freaking Forrest Gump. I guarantee it. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like I, I never got it and I wasn't happy about it. But anyway, um, the one that really got to me with this one, though, was like it was the opposite of that, where I went in going, here comes a train wreck. And I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise. I, I think he's nuts. Um, and then. You watch this movie and go, okay, yeah, it, it's got some derivative moments. You know, it's got some American werewolf derivative moments. I am uh, hugely smitten with Sophia Batella. Oh, she's. Uh, she, I could watch her read a book. Yeah. She's, she's always, always, you know, on point. Everything she's yeah. doing. Yeah. But. Um, like my wife said to me, like after, like she goes. I like this movie. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that bad. I enjoyed it's, that film. And it's it's dark. I mean, it's it's yeah. Dark. And 
uh, it's not for kids, you know. I, I get it that they were trying to franchise build, and they were trying to do that whole like we're making the Avengers with monsters, which I think is stupid. But um, yeah, I I personally enjoyed it for what it was, and I'll probably watch it again. It's not scary, but it is an interesting way of like reinventing the mythology of the mummy. And yeah, no, I was I was completely fine with it. I, I liked it. I, I don't I don't recall it being. Here's here's uh. You know I'm not gonna. You know this isn't a show about Dune, but obviously the new version of Dune. <laughs> but 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 I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it or that have whatever, what if, if I were to sum it up to anybody, I would say that that it's economical the way Blade Runner 2049 is economical. There's not a wasted second of screen time that is that is telling you something or is signaling something or you're paying attention to someone's eyes moving across the room or whatever it is. It is it every single scene leads to the next scene. It is all it is all there. And when whatever the I don't care how pulpy something is or how classic or how you know genre whatever it is if you're constantly hitting me in the head and if you're not just telling me you're showing me or sometimes doing two or three things at the same time to really hit me over the head with it i i check out and i never felt in this mummy thing that it was i i feel like it respected the audience's intelligence to a degree in a way that many other genre things don't and and certain you know action films or comic book things or whatever i mean you know i tried the i tried the <clears throat> snyder uh, cut again the other night and it was just like again people people love this thing and they're uh, absolutely and i don't think it's like you know total garbage but all i kept thinking was every single solitary scene <clears throat> is constantly telling me and showing me what i think i'm too stupid to understand <laughs> And and it, it it I find that just infuriating because there's plenty of stuff that gets made that you go you don't need to do just just let it breathe, and it's whatever. And I, I remember you know watching that cruise mummy thing and just going, well this is just kind of what the f is going on. And then you know it takes that turn toward the beginning, and then you're just you're discovering it as he goes. Pardon I've never I I never liked Tom Cruise either, but I'll say this. He with the Mission Impossible when the Mission by the time the third Mission Impossible, I started to warm to him, uh, not in everything, but I it, he didn't annoy me the way he always did. I felt like he was putting more effort into things, and I think he's great in War of the Worlds. I think he does a terrific job with that character. Um, he he does he does the job in this. He's he does, you know he's he's um, you believe he's in these situations, and that sometimes that's that's all it kind of takes, you know, and um, I, it's, I think if, if no one out there has seen it, I think it's worth it's worth giving a try. It's an interesting an interesting failure, I guess I'd say. Yeah, I I would agree. It's not it's not great. It isn't a world building franchise film, but it isn't as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be either. And I love a train wreck. I love schadenfreude. Uh, but this isn't it. I yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I totally agree. I think it's um, it, it surprised me as I was watching it, just going, oh, this isn't that, this isn't that bad. Like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's some 
that's there's some violence there's some darkness there's some good effects there's some yeah there's some good scenes yeah, yeah. and uh yeah that that's great I, i'm kind of glad well i'm sure people would like the the conflict but i'm kind of glad we're on the same page with that i yeah i i, I just i'm remembering now that we did talk about, i thought we did talk about it at once at a point and you were like oh i thought it was pretty good too and it was like so why we could have been private not on the show yeah yeah i agree yeah, yeah. Glad you, I'm glad you liked it, but it's it's uh, who knows now. Once again, like we were saying off off air, who knows when we're ever gonna get another mummy adventure? Because all anybody's gonna do is look at the previous thing and go, oh, stay away from that that title or whatever. Uh, I think what we're gonna end up with is a reboot of the um, Brendan Fraser films. Now, you know, I Rip. think things are that slow. Or that you know that's shallow. That that's what we'll do. Oh, okay. Like continue the story, or like remake the story, or continue it with other people, like the same. No, they just they just reboot that shit. Oh um, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, might as well. It's um, it's an interesting um, it's it's a it's an interesting character monster that I think looms larger in its image. And, you know, if, I mean, wouldn't you say that 90 percent of any mummy things are it's Karloff? It's that Karloff, you know, merchandise. No, actually, I would actually say that if you're of a certain age, it's um, it's it's the Karis. It's the Lon Chaney Jr. That was uh, the the thing that stuck out for us. Uh, he you was the like all the you know the candy and the the, the candy the model kits they were never Karloff it they was were all always Karis always oh. had the bloody eye always had the arm and wraps okay um yeah uh yeah the, the most of that's the thing that really bothers me to this day and um you know when you're talking to like Migo or anybody they're like yeah we can't um we can't do Karis and um so it kind of it kind of sucks in that regard because um they they, they aren't able to do what you know universal's got the karloff likeness locked down mm-hmm. uh but i don't i think things get a little sketch with the cheney likeness um, and i don't even know where to go with the tom tyler thing but yeah they can't seem to do Karis anymore and um i find that really disappointing because like Karis is childhood to me see and that's interesting so that's interesting because i just pulled down the um the uh too much horror horror business oh uh, yeah 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 in fact i have sold kurt kirk uh one piece for my collection and guess oh, what it was? Uh, it was a it was a carded jiggler of Karis. Oh, no kidding. And it was reenacted uh, on Toy Hunter because that's where it was for. Oh. But <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, you know, you know, our mutual friend, Mark Huckabone. Sure, I know Mark Huckabone. So he phoned me one day and he said, look, I got to do um, an episode of Toy Hunter where we're going to go to Kirk Hammett's house. Do you have anything he doesn't have in his collection? And um, I owed Mark money at that time. <laughs> I think I owed him a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, you know what I do? I absolutely do. Because I had just gotten that horror book. And I 
I sent him my carded AHI Azric Hamway uh, Jiggler Mummy on the card, which I will oh. never see again. I'll never own one of those again. And um, and I threw in a copy of Rack Toys. And Mark said, "Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot." And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Well, apparently, like Kirk was so excited about the book that we had trouble filming." with him because he just kept sitting down and looking through the book oh, <laughs> and he, he stole mark's copy of the book because the book was for mark it was you know to mark and he's like yeah kirk stole that um what the hell? but what the, hard up for cash what's that so what the hell hammett you hard up for cash you no 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 you know what it is like, um and and um so what was funny about that episode was it was a halloween episode of toy hunter and they reenacted that scene, but now it was Jordan calling a guy he knew who did not have anything. Uh, like, you know, I think it was a guy who lived in L.A. And um, it was really funny because it was, you know, he just had like sideshow stuff. And he's like, oh, I've got just the thing. And then they cut to jordan handing kurt this box with my freaking handwriting all over it are you trying to are you trying to imply that a reality series television shows are fake yes i am yes i absolutely am would be fudging with 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 factual information i would how dare you and i remember texting mark the night that aired and going like I, I have problems with the actor who portrayed me. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna he's gonna win an Emmy. So I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking at this book and I mean there's there's like the Remco mummy, like that's Karloff on the box, right? I mean that's yeah. the, the image Oh yeah, like, yeah. Wouldn't you say the image of Karloff though was more was on more stuff? Like No, I, I no? think that, that that swapped around the eighties. Okay. And uh because when in the 60s and the 70s, it's always about uh, Karis. Okay. And then, yeah, like Remco, their mummy is the first one, I think, that is Imhotep. And their three-inch figure is Imhotep. Their eight-inch figure is Imhotep. Um, Imperial, when they did the monsters, their mummy was actually the Abbott and Costello mummy which isn't even a real mummy. And um, yeah, there really wasn't a, um, the Karis train stopped around 1980. But when we were kids, it was all Karis all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I don't know. I think there's a lot going on in the background. Like when I was doing Toy Ventures magazine, you, you found out that like, the Lagosi family had been in litigation with um, Universal since the 60s. Oh, yeah. I interviewed And then all of a sudden, Remco was able to... Remco did a nine-inch Dracula that looked like Count Yorga. And then they did a three-and-three-quarter-inch Dracula. And it's Bella. And you're like, well, how did they get the... And it, if you... I went through the, the paperwork, and they had lost their case at that point. So, like, a judge threw them out, and they... Basically, Universal went, Volon Bella, we're good, you know, for a while. And then somehow the worm turned. 
Yeah, I, I actually interviewed him about it, uh, Junior, about it, and that how that. Oh, all, did you? Yeah, at a um, horror convention uh, some years ago, um, after a screening of of, of Dracula, uh, interviewed him on stage and asked about the the lawsuit and stuff, and um, it's an interesting story how it all sort of came to be. And I realize people are very mixed about it, and for obvious reasons, but it's also like there's so much of just so much of pop culture that <laughs> people don't get rewarded well, for. You know, yeah, I, I uh, really we were doing we were doing a thing for Toy Ventures. Sorry, I'm talking over you, man. It's because I can't hear you. Um, no, no, we go. Do, yeah, we were doing a thing for Toy Ventures uh, about for the last issue about Baby Frankenstein. I'm sure you read about it. Um, I did. I did in my copy of Toy Ventures magazine. Yeah, and there's a thing where it shows baby Frankenstein and the new, um, the new bride of Frankenstein. And you're sitting there like, who is that? Why is there a new bride of Frankenstein? And then you start to, um, think about it. And Elsa Lanchester was still alive at that point. Mm hmm. So they weren't parading around the amusement park with her likeness, you know, and yeah. they they still aren't. They still, Migo did not get her likeness. They have to use this kind of, pardon me, I keep hitting my mic. They have to use this kind of like fake uh, Bride of Frankenstein. That's why I didn't buy the Bride of Frankenstein, uh, because they can't actually make something that looks like Elsa Lanchester anymore. Yeah, I mean, believe me, you know, uh, you know, my, my history with what we've done and likenesses and the, the process and everything, but but in a way it's like, you know, it's a drag, but it's also like, you know, it really, what, what, what Lugosi Jr. did, and I could be getting some of this wrong, but it really was precedent setting for everything to follow it. Everything that people yeah. trying to Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't, uh, how do I put this? I don't begrudge him because yeah. he's got a point. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean the way I always sort of thought about it was like if it was my dad <laughs> did something and like millions and millions of dollars are being made off of this. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know it, but but it 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 um you know, in certain now now deals are made where it's like, yep, you want to sign on for this thing, we've got your likeness and we've got this and we've got that. And, you know, everybody sort of has to do the deal up front. But um, that was, I think before it was just, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Like we can mm. just keep, keep turning the shit out. And um, uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's tricky, but isn't it? Although, although to be honest it, with you, they didn't even know they would have a second life to this stuff, you know, like television uh, changed everything, right? And all oh, yeah. of a sudden, people was, want to merchandise their movies from 25 years ago. They're like, okay. His story you know. was a, a friend that had, I think it was a friend that had an Aurora kit or something, some piece of merchandise that he wasn't aware of. And they brought it to his attention or something. And he was like, what? What, what is this? Like, wasn't aware of it. And then started, you know, doing the research. And I think, it, you know, it took a long, long time, I think. Um and I don't know. I don't know. And now I don't know what. I mean, how much Bella stuff has been made in the last 
you know, I, I've told, have I ever told you my Mark Leonard story, or have I done it on this? I've probably done it on this podcast. <laughs> is it the one where he wouldn't sign? He got pissed about the Romulan figure, and he. Well, like, what happened was, um, yeah, I brought two figures with me. I brought my General Urko, and I brought my friend's carded Romulan. Yes, I remember. And that. he was signing at a Star. He was starting at a Star Trek convention. And I was probably 18, you know, and I like I had those things in my backpack, you know, now you'd have them in like a, a Lucite case. And he looked at the General Urko and was like, well, I didn't get paid for this. You know, what is this? You know, and it's like, how did you not see this ever? Well, he's he's busy. He was and busy. then I, I'm being your typical 18-year-old punk. And I go... Oh, you're really going to get upset at this next one. <laughs> this is the Romulan. <laughs> I was like, this one looks just like you. <laughs> I wonder why people don't yeah, it, um, um, you know that he's the, You know that he has played a Romulan and a Vulcan and, and a Klingon? Klingon. Yes, yeah. I do. A little, bit of, a little bit of Star Trek trivia for you there. Thanks. You blew my mind. That, that might blow your mind. <laughs> i'm welcome all wait, right wait. Didn't they, did they make him is it his likeness for the motion picture 12 inch figure is that is that it's him isn't it yeah. i didn't have one of them in 79 too right they actually made two different figures they, oh, they made a three like and three four, inch. there's four figures he doesn't know about. he didn't know there's about four amigo figures he doesn't know about and in and then posthumously like amigo has cranked out that head you know three or four different times now yeah. so like, but we've never gotten that never made a sarek did they no or maybe Play, uh, did playmates make one for yeah they did and they probably had to pay him um yeah well yeah. so it all worked out in the end he finally got it all couple. worked out in the end yeah he got a couple bucks and he's fine yeah 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 i don't know actually um i knew a guy for a long time i worked with and he disappeared he sort of ghosted and disappeared and fell off the planet but his name was mark leonard and every time I say it to someone, I just all I would think of is I could say, you know, the guy who played Spock's dad. And I, I thought better of it. But I think I think people really would shut down the minute they hear that those five you words. Say, you know, I, the guy who played Spock. That's six words. This guy who played Spock's dad. <laughs> and it just like it would just go to. Yeah, he was he was kind of a soft spoken guy. And I'd say, you know, and I, Mark, and he'd say. Yeah, there's a very specific person that has said that to me through my life. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you know, meaning like four people have ever come up to him and said, you know what? <laughs> there's a guy. <laughs> That's it. But he disappeared. Yeah. Mark Leonard, if you're out. What's weird is um, uh, I was once washing dishes at a pizza place, training a girl, which, you know, I don't know how you train someone to wash dishes, but there I was. And we were just joking, and I made some kind of Star Trek joke, and she's like, you know, Jane Wyatt is my aunt. No. And I was like, Jane Wyatt is your aunt? That's Spock's mom. And I was like, oh, well, I've ruined all opportunity to yeah. be with you anyway, shape or form. <laughs> yeah, and, and distracted her completely from washing washing dishes. I, when, I, when I first moved to L.A., uh, first, you know, handful of haircuts that I got. It's a true story. Was at a, the the mall in Burbank <laughs> that's still there, and they had a, a little hair place or whatever. I didn't I didn't have anybody to cut my hair, 
And the woman that cut my hair several times was the daughter of B. Joe Trimble. Oh, wow. How weird is that, huh? Star Trek super fan. Yeah, I B. asked you. B. Joe Trimble. What name is that? I've never understood that name. You don't want to know. Okay. Yeah, you don't. Okay. You don't want to know what that stands for. Um, well, there you go. There's a there's an episode. We sure covered a lot of non non mummy stuff, but I think we got some mummy stuff. In we there. got more. This was uh, more on topic than we've been in years. Well, um, I'll take full credit for that for steering the <clears throat> steering the podcast as usual. I I agree. Um, <laughs> and you know, you also mansplained Mark Leonard's career to me. Uh, Come and on, I will be sending you, you a pick me up bouquet. Do you really know? You really knew he played a Klingon? Come on. It's so, it's easy yes. to say that now. Uh-huh. You know what? I do because uh, that's about where I tap out of Star Trek. <laughs> that's, that's you pulling out the 12-inch figure in your, in, your, in your backpack. Well, I've got a third thing here yeah. for you to sign. <laughs> I, <laughs> really impressing the crowd as Mark Leonard punches me in the face and I take it. <laughs> Oh, well, we can laugh uh, about it in a long time. Well, there you go. I hope everybody's learned something. I uh, I certainly have. And that's our that's our two Halloween. Uh, happy episode. Halloween, everybody. Right there. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Um, enjoy it. And I think it's safe to say Halloween is all year round. It's not just it's not just. Uh, it's in our hearts. It's uh, in, yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's like St. Patrick's Day. You just go to the bar every day, um, right. at least if you're me. And yeah, give the Irish another excuse to go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. No, come on. In March. Um, yeah, no, uh, keep watching horror movies. Thank you for all the suggestions. And uh, please give us some feedback in the Pod Stallions Facebook group. We really enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. I need to stop recording. There.